You've just entered the Disaster Tough podcast, the place for emergency managers, first responders, and humanitarians who want to get the job done. Stories, lessons, and tips are provided by field experts. This show is owned and operated by professional emergency managers at Doberman Emergency Management. We apply disaster tough logic by protecting life, property, and business continuity through planning, mitigation, and training. Check us out at DobermanEMG.com or click on the show notes. Radio comms just got a major breakthrough with the L3 Harris XL Extreme 400P. It's the newest and toughest radio out there. Built by their space and tactical teams, the XL Extreme series can take a beating. 1,700 degree blast of heat, repeated 3 meter drops, rain, salt water, you name it. The XL Extreme series by L3 Harris can take it. Visit L3Harris.com to schedule your demo today. The battle to monitor and contain COVID-19 just got exponentially better for us. We are officially introducing an electronic reusable, yes, reusable COVID-19 test through our sponsors. It's called the COVID Plus Test, created by Tiger Tech, distributed by FS Global. This is the first FDA-authorized, rapid, non-invasive pre-screener. It's extremely easy to use. Forget those one-time use swabs. This is a disaster-tough technology. For more information on the COVID Plus test, check out our show notes. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's your host, John Scardina. I am so excited for this episode. About a month ago now, we introduced the Readiness Lab we we're so excited for that. We brought in some other shows, really great content creators, really great information across the field. And today we want to highlight one of those. Today we're going to be talking to Franzi Economy. She is amazing. You'll find, figure out why in just a second. And she runs EM Student. And so she just created several episodes there. And we want to talk about some of the, the content that she found. And e, EM Student, she can really go into more about that. But EM Student's really this focusing on the learning aspect of emergency management. We kind of focus on like changing and the future of emergency management and what she on this show and what she does is saying like, hey, if you're going to be approaching this topic of emergency management, what does that even mean? And by getting at different people's perspectives, she's been able to formalize uh, several ideas, which we uh, think are really exciting and fun. So without further ado, Franzi, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So... EM student, you're part of the Doberman family now. We're very excited about that. Um, let's talk about some of the the big shows you've uh, you've had recently. Um, what have they been focusing on, and uh, what are some of the things that you've been learning about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was really excited for this kind of series that I've been working on. Um, I think the idea behind it was, um, you know, I'm relatively new to emergency management um, and kind of wanted to um, just explore and, and kind of um, see where my curiosity would take me and just kind of assuming too that a lot of the questions that I would have a lot of other people that are either new to the field or um, I think a, a huge theme in, in a lot of people that I've been talking to in emergency management is just that so many people have this kind of always learning mindset and so um, I think people are just always kind of curious and as the field is evolving um, I just thought a lot of, you know, people would be interested in hearing about some of those things. So, um, yeah, so basically I just, I started by making a, a huge list of, of questions. I just had tons of questions, um, you know, uh, that I would love to, you know, wanted to talk to people about. Um, and so some of those were more about, 
um, you know, how to navigate the field, how to find education, how to break into the field um, and things like that, or how to kind of pivot if you're already in the field, but would like to kind of change what you're doing. Um, and then as I really started talking to people, um, I really found that, uh, you know, emergency management is such a kind of broad topic. I mean, you know, we've kind of talked about this before, how it's kind of like business where it just, there's so many different aspects of it. It touches so many different other fields. And um, I think where the, you know, emergency management kind of intersects with a lot of those other, other fields um, was was really what I found interesting. So then I started talking to different people who kind of had emergency management experience, but also, um, you know, could really speak to a lot of other areas. So some of those were, um, you know, talking about um, kind of where economics and um, emergency management come together. Um, I talked to somebody who is the communications manager for, um, for the city that they work at. Um, so she kind of brought the communications perspective. Um, I talked to somebody that was really knowledgeable about data um, and so trying to figure out like what the role of data and data management is in emergency management. Um, and just kind of then this overall connectivity about how these all fields work together and, um, you know, how we can utilize all these different expertise areas um, to um, just really create a, creatively problem solve um, and really help people. So that was kind of the angle I was coming from. That's really cool. So, uh, man, you just made me want to ask like 30 questions based off of that, but uh, let's start with this. So what was, so if emergency management is so broad, right. And it is right. It is like saying like it's business, like what do you do in emergency management? If you're stepping into this field as a kind of a student yourself and uh, you know, this perpetual education aspect, what were some of the most surprising answers or like, Oh, like I had no idea of like, this was even a thing or like, you know, what were your, some of your big like aha moments? Um, that's a good question. I think, um, a lot of it was, um, kind of some advice that I, um, expected certain things about like networking is important and, um, you know, and, uh, and really just jumping in there and things like that and setting goals. But I think, um, the thing that was really interesting for me is how different people, um, kind of interpreted or applied that. So they would give me that advice. And then kind of talked to me about how they had implemented that in their career and how they had been successful. So um, I think that was more the, the interesting part. And what I've kind of seen is that there are all these common threads. And I think there are people that work in emergency management. There are a lot of different things that are very similar and kind of bring people together in that way. But um, so many people have lots of different paths towards emergency management. And I think, um, you know, that kind of, um, diversity in the space was really cool. And just to kind of see, you know, what people learned from, you know, I, I talked to people who would work in the public sector and the private sector, um, you know, in government, local government and EOC, you know, lots of different perspectives. And so, um, kind of seeing how they utilize those different experiences and what they learned from it, I think, um, you know, was the part where I was like, you know, it just was really cool. I and mean, I was like, well, I hadn't really thought about how to, how to like utilize that experience or, um, you know, things like that. So I think that was, was probably, um, the, the interesting part for me. Yeah, that's cool. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a hodgepodge kind of industry because like you can bring in all these different things, all these different aspects of emergency management or like things that don't seem related to humanitarian aid. But once you realize like how complex a response is or mitigation is, or even recovery, 
you realize how many different systems it, it, it touches, right? Information systems, uh, roadways, you know, um, even building, you know, li- the little building of shelters, right? And so, like, um, it, it's kind of fun to meet with people with all these different perspectives. Um, I, I do think that standardization is kind of key to increasing the effectiveness of emergency management for the future. But it keeps drawing people, even yourself. I mean, by the way, Franzi Economy and an economist is like the greatest like ever. But um, like even yourself, like your path is uh, interesting, you know, enough, right? Where you weren't even close to this field and it's kind of started to draw you in a little bit, right? Um, in mm-hmm. fact, for our listeners sake, can you kind of walk us through like how that happened and um, how you kind of got involved you fell into emergency management somehow, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as you mentioned, I definitely um, come from a background that's really nothing to do with emergency management, although um, it is actually pretty interesting how I'm starting to see a lot of different experiences that I had along the way are kind of coming together, um, you know, because there, like, there are so many different um, facets of emergency management and things that you can specialize in. So, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I basically was just – really interested, I think, in learning about different careers and uh, had kind of, you know, thought about potentially pivoting. Um, And yeah, I found, um, I heard about emergency management. It actually was literally because my mom sent me an article. Um, I thought I'd be good at it. Um, (laughs) And so I just started reading into it and and thought it sounded really great. And I I really love the, you know, the main focus and central tenant is that we're helping people and sometimes Mm -hmm. on like the worst day of their lives kind of thing and um, really being able to have that impact. And um, I just, yeah, I thought it was kind of great. And so I started investigating more. Um, and so, yeah, I actually reached out to Todd DeVoe on LinkedIn. I mean, talk about networking and he was really wonderful. Talked to me about it. Um, and, and gave me kind of a little, um, you know, insight into what it was like to be emergency manager. And so I ended up signing up for some classes, started learning more, um, just really got to meet a lot of really great people. Um, you know, and then when I kind of joined the team and, and started um, working on the podcast, to me, that was just really more an extension of the kind of exploration that I'd already been doing. So, you know, before I'd been talking to different people in the classes I was taking, the professors I had, um, and was asking them lots of questions too. It's just that when we started doing the podcast and I just started recording it <laughs> and so, and, and making, you know, those, uh, the answers to those questions available to other people as well. So, um, yeah. And I just, it, yeah, you're kind of right. It does, it does draw you in. Um, I think I just, you know, the more I learn, the more I'm interested by it. And, um, you know, you get lots of answers to your questions, but then also more, more questions come up and more curiosity comes out. So yeah, that's kind of where I am now. That's awesome. And that's exciting. So for those, uh, so for those who might've caught that Todd DeVoe is, uh, the host of EM weekly. He's also one of the other shows on, uh, the readiness lab. He's been on the disaster tough podcast a couple of times. He's a great guy and uh, a great resource. And so like, it's, it's just kind of fun that you kind of stumbled upon his world a little bit and he pointed you in the right direction. Definitely the right direction. What's your mom's name, by the way? What's your mom's name? My mom's name is Alice. 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 Thank you so much for sending that article to Franzi. Franzi is phenomenal. Uh, we, we really like working with Franzi here at the show. So again, Alice, thank you. Um, so send that to your mom. Um, I will. <laughs> yeah, because Alice, you're uh, you're incredible. Um, okay. Yeah. So with with that, then 
in, in terms of that process, I think you kind of actually outlined, this is, I was actually thinking about this the other day when I was thinking about your process, that lots of people ask me, like, how do I break into the field? You've asked that same thing, same question to other people, but your process is kind of the process, right? Like, you, you, you develop this curiosity for emergency management, and you start to network, right? Those are the obvious things. But what I find most fascinating about this, and this is what I did, and this is what you did, is I immediately reach out to experts, again, that networking thing, but then I, like, I tried to find opportunities within to see if I even liked it. And I think the problem sometimes with emergency managers, especially those who get a degree in it, I got a degree, I got two degrees in it. I'm kind of hyper-focused. But like they, they want to start off at like running FEMA, right? They're like, hey, I, ha- I, I, I'm, I like helping people, so I think I'm qualified to run FEMA. Like, no, like be okay with finding like different aspects of emergency management. Even the idea of linking up with Todd, taking some classes and him saying, hey, start up, you know, do the series on uh, EM student. And you've had this opportunity now to like talk to all these different experts. And um, now now you get to work at Doberman and we're, we're very excited about that, um, obviously. So um, yeah, in terms of talking to other people about that, you asked that question on your show. What was the answer essentially? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think that is you're kind of right that I think the the practice that I followed uh, turned out to be one that people did end up kind of advising on. Um, it was definitely I think one of the biggest ones was um, really just jump in um, with like literally whatever you can get kind of thing. Um, you know, at whatever level, mm. if it even tangential, like I had a really cool example that somebody gave where, um, you know, she really wanted to work in emergency management. Um, her first job wasn't in that it was in, it was still in city government, but it was like kind of in a different office. And she then, you know, not long in uh, to her experience, um, figured out that they didn't have like an emergency manager or a coordinator for her office. Mm. And, you know, there wasn't somebody, um, that was kind of, you know, being responsible for bringing those principles through and what they were working on. So she kind of volunteered to take that on as like a side project. So she's still working full time, still getting paid, but she kind of carved out, um, you know, these responsibilities for herself. So then she had stuff on her resume and she was like making connections. And so like, then her next job, like she was much more able to get something more squarely in emergency management, um, you know, and, and things like that. And I think when it comes to volunteering or, um, yeah, or just trying to talk to people or joining like a cert thing, um, anything you can do to kind of increase your contact with people who are already in the field with people you can learn from, um, anything you can do to kind of just put your hand up. Um, you know, and I think that it almost is to your benefit that I think a lot of times, um, you know, emergency management services can be, um, you know, a little understaffed. And so if you're putting your hand up and saying like, I will help and people will take your help and then you get experience. And, um, so I think it really is just, um, yeah, looking outside of the kind of typical standard cookie cutter, I want my title to be an emergency manager um, type route and just like kind of any way you can get in um, and then just people will learn your reputation. And if you're just good at what you do, then, um, you know, they'll, they'll have you back. <laughs> um, that, that title emergency manager is a title that is heavily sought after uh, in our field because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm an emergency manager. That means... Like I got an emergency management degree, I have to be the emergency manager. But 
a resource unit leader, a GIS unit leader, uh, DOCL, uh, anybody in operations, like those are all within the spectrum of emergency management. Um, I think Craig Fugate was pretty smart when he called everybody at FEMA an emergency manager, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like they could all feel like, hey, I'm an emergency manager. So like you, you can get away from that and like get to the core mission of emergency management, which is actually helping people. So mm-hmm. if you, you're in the business to helping people and you want to help people, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, I am curious, though, and I, you and I talked offline about this a little bit, um, but I, I think it's good for my audience to hear. In the course of your series of interviewing people and learning more about emergency management, you have started to at least, I wouldn't say scratch the surface, but you're, you're able to start sifting now. And in that sifting process, you're finding gaps that you're like, oh, I, why is that a gap? I'll call out one that you noted, um, the standardization across the field. Just the simple question of what is emergency management? Um, people have very different concepts of that. And there's a lot of history of why that happens that I can explain to for, for listener's sake later. But in terms of your perspective, were some things like, what were the, I want to say the negative surprises, but what were some of the gaps that you've started to flush out where you're like, huh, we really need to work on this as a field? Yeah, I think kind of aside from that one, which I do think is actually a really interesting topic because I think there's kind of pull from both sides. So I think we need, uh, there kind of does need to be a standardization, but also uh, I do think that the kind of um, diversity in in fields and backgrounds that people have, like I really do think that that's important um, to try to have all those voices at the table. So that is kind of an interesting um you know, where to be on that spectrum. Um, I think another thing that just kind of really was a recurring theme uh, was it was this kind of idea of the, the professionalization of the industry um, and that kind of idea of, um, you know, how to be taken more seriously or how to be given more authority, more budget, more, you know, access to decision makers um, and support essentially, um, that, that was something that kind of came up over and over and over again. And I think, um, you know, a little bit in the, in the conversations I had, but also I'm, that, I actually just mean in my, you know, now almost a year in, in kind of delving more into the industry. Um, so, so that was actually kind of something that was interesting to me, um, I guess, from a, from a very outside perspective. It's like emergency management is a thing. Like it's an industry. It's, it's a profession. Um, mm. I didn't realize that there was this kind of more nebulous gray area that it's like, it kind of is, or some people think it is, but not everybody think it is. Um, and that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, and it would be cool to kind of, and, and that's the thing is if, if this was an easy thing to solve, it would be solved already. I mean, there's lots of such amazing minds like in emergency management, it's not, you know, it's clearly not something easy. Um, but I, I do kind of wonder, um, you know, what are some, things that people could start working on or how, how to foster that and work on that. I mean, I know there already are people working on it, but, um, but you know, it's just so important that um, it'd be, it'd be curious to, to work more on that and to, um, you know, figure that out a little bit more. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, there's not a right answer to this. There kind of is, but there's not a right answer to this. Are people who are in humanitarian aid, and people who are in first, who are first responders, are they in the same field? I think if they're in the field of helping people, 
then yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of. So, like, when people think of humanitarian aid, they think of like the Peace Corps, they think of Red Cross, they think of the United Nations, they think of, you know, uh, going into Bosnia, right? And they think of going to Syria now, uh, and helping out. When they think of first responders, they think of fire, police, EMS. Um, essentially they have very uh, urban search and rescue urban search and rescue is the one that's like teetering on both sides of that because Mm -hmm. they're pulling people out of rubble, which is what's happening right now in Syria. So it's like, what, what is emergency management? What is humanitarian aid? People have these connotations. If I say first responder, they know what that is. If they say humanitarian, they know what that is. If they say, they say emergency manager, they're like, what? Like, what do you do? Um, mm-hmm. And so my my thought process is that everybody in emergency management, whether you're a first responder, a humanitarian, you're sitting behind a desk and trying to coordinate resources, that's actually all humanitarian work, right? It's the business of helping people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think... I said this on the disaster zone. I was just interviewed on the disaster zone. And um, I, I was like, you know, the 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 greatest lie or the, or the the most genius lie of emergency management is whoever came up with the term emergency manager. Because you don't actually have any authority to manage. And so, but but everybody's like, here's emergency manager. So they think you're the person in charge. And you kind of are, but you, but you don't really have authority. And so, mm-hmm. like, um, my my thought process is, like, we need to start defining our own scope and not letting other people define the scope for us. And, mm-hmm. um, man, a lot on that later. But I've been thinking a lot about In fact, it was because of you um, and ultimately because of your mom, Alice. But um, <laughs> I was like, what is emergency management? Like, what's that guide look like? Like, how do you define each of these terms? And so I started writing down my own questions of, like, what it is and what it isn't and how to, like, box it in so that others create could create their own framework. Like, creating the framework of emergency management is, like, despite people who do complex planning for a living haven't figured out how to create the framework of emergency management yet because we're still trying to figure it out, I think, you know, so... Well, that, and I was going to say, I think another thing that has kind of come up um, just in my investigation is that, you know, I think that uh, it's different people within it. So it's partly being defined, I think, by yeah people outside the field who don't often understand. Like, that's another thing is when I talk to people, they're like, oh, what are you up to now? And, like, you know, I, I tell them I'm studying emergency management. Like, a lot of people don't know what that is. So people outside the field, and, and they're trying to, you know, put together their own, um, you know, understanding of what that is. But um, I actually even think that there is, there isn't necessarily a cohesive idea or definition within the field, like of people already in it. I know, um, and hilarious. Partly, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is, I think, but part of that comes because, you know, all of these people are working in such different fields, and they all be like, "Well, no, what I do is emergency management." And, well, no, what I do is emergency management. You know, and they, um, you know, and, and kind of, they all have different ideas of what is the main focus of emergency management probably based on what you know their focus is maybe but um you know so i think there is i think there is some um yeah different ideas both you know within the field as well as that because that's another thing even if you think about it i know i mean this is like getting really 
nitty gritty, but even you think about the, like the term emergency manager, I mean, management, you, you can be a manager of almost anything. Mm-hmm. So that's like not super helpful. <laughs> and emergencies like, okay, but there's lots of different types of emergencies. What qualifies as an emergency? Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you think about it, if we're going to talk about all the different phases, so preparedness and mitigation as well as recovery and not just response, like, okay, but an emergency, is it technically happening during all those times? Like, mm-hmm. no. And so, um, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where, like, I'm unsurprised that people are have trouble with that term. Yeah, maybe maybe the biggest problem is everybody, <laughs> it's kind of funny, it's coming back to what we said a little bit earlier, but we're in the field of emergency management. Therefore, everyone wants to be called an emergency manager. But that's stupid because, to your point, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, If I'm a emergency support unit leader, that means something. I know exactly what that person does. If I'm an ops chief, I know exactly what that that person does. So maybe we should all say we work in the field of emergency management, but no one should actually be called an emergency manager anymore. Like, you and I both worked in the the corporate world, uh, I would, I would never have heard somebody call themselves a business manager, right? I'm just a manager. I'm a, I'm a manager of this team. I'm like, oh, okay. I know what that means. Like, oh, I do, mm-hmm. I manage UX. Like, oh, okay. Like, cool. I get, I mm-hmm. get what that means. Um, so maybe that's the big call out. Maybe the big call out is emergency management. The field of emergency management should stop giving the title of emergency manager and start using the real titles that people actually go by and then they don't have to like fight over what an emergency manager is like. Yeah, actually I think that's a, a really good call out. Um, so in my book, what is emergency management? Um, that's going to be my first point. Stop calling yourself an emergency <laughs> manager. Um, the first chapter. <laughs> yeah. Chapter one, there's no more emergency managers. The emergency <laughs> manager just died. Uh, podcast killed the radio star. Um, Okay, uh, screw, I even screwed that up. Podcast killed the emergency man. Oh, that sounds bad. This is why I don't sing for a living. Um, okay, let's see what else. Um, questions that you said it's developed more questions in your mind about emergency management. What questions do you have? Let's see if I can answer one, and then we'll like leave it up for everybody to get back onto your show. I don't know. It's a good pitch, <laughs> but yeah. Um. I think a lot of the questions that really stemmed uh, from the conversations that I had, um, I feel like I was doing the investigating of finding out a lot about what, and I feel like I know kind of why is, is helping people and things like that. Uh, but I think my next kind of set of questions would be on how. So if I think we have all these like lofty ideas of, um, you know, and lofty, they're normal ideas. We want to help people, you know, n- not be traumatized, you know, and help them become whole again after disaster. But so, um, it's kind of a lofty it, idea it, to be honest. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, no big deal. Like just sure. to repair but, everything. Yeah. Sure. But like, just like have everybody. Yeah. Be healthy, happy. Okay. So anyway, um, but yeah, so I think, but for me then it's like where it gets really tricky and where, you know, cause that's the thing is I think, you know, there even is some debate and there's still questions around the what and, and, and more you can talk a lot in there. But <clears throat> I think when it comes to the how and how to implement that, how to work across, um, you know, these different fields and uh, different levels. So from federal to state to local, 
um, how to walk, uh, work across the different departments within a local government, um, how to work with NGOs and like, how does that, you know, when people talk about say that emergency management is about building relationships. Okay. Well, how do you do that? You know, how do you create trust in the community, um, you know, so that they trust, you know, trust each other, but also trust the people in charge? Um, how do you know how much information to release and when, um, you know, all these kinds of things around, you know, how do we implement, how do we create resilience? Um, and I think there's a lot of really great work being done on that. And people have a lot of ideas um, and there's a lot of things being tried. Um, but to me, it's like, that's, you know, and especially because, you know, not only is this kind of a, in a blanket way is, is kind of a big question, but then you start getting down to all, different communities are all different and they all have different needs because they face different potential disasters. Um, and so, you know, I think it just, it gets, you know, there's a theoretical level where we can talk about how to do this, but then when you start to then try to implement it, um, it just, you know, gets really interesting. And I think there's still a lot of things that we're trying and figuring out and, you know, trying to come up with answers for So, Yeah, the how. How, how, how. A lot of that comes with experience. Um, I would say the my very first thought on that, um, and maybe this is a good thought to end on, to be honest, but there's no substitute for time. Like... Um, they say don't ever pass out your business card at a disaster. Like, that's, like, the worst thing you can do. It's like, hey, like, I'm going, like, 100 miles an hour. Like, who are you? What can you do for me? I don't have time to learn. Like, we mm -hmm. just have to go with what we know because, you know, that's what we've been preparing for. And so never hand out your business card in a disaster. So I would say that the smartest emergency manager, interestingly enough, uh, that term, is the, the <laughs> best planner. And the best planner knows how to figure out who their stakeholders are before an event. So that when an event happens, they can just, they call Franzi, they call Todd, they call whoever and say, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And we know what your capabilities are. That's the other really big problem is like, um, I, Kevin Coleman actually on the show, he said it really well. Um, he was like, hey, you ask for the need, you don't ask for the tool. Like, so for example, like, hey, we know we need to get, you know, a hundred people in helicopters out of this uh, flood that's headed their way. You don't ask for the specific helicopter. You tell, um, you know, you tell the National Guard, hey, we need to airlift a hundred people out of here. And they figure out which, uh, which is the best tools to do that. And uh, the more you build that trust of like uh, need versus tool, then um, that changes a lot of things too. But yeah, uh, really fascinating to think of like, I sometimes I feel like I have the blinders on because I've been doing it for so long that like, I, I feel like I can address it really, really well, obviously, but it's kind of refreshing to go in there from like, hey, I, I was in economics for 10 years and now I'm going to be, you know, figuring out this thing called emergency manager and emergency management and, and asking people really, I wouldn't say basic questions, but the fundamental questions and the fact that we can't really answer it for you tells us a lot more about us and, than, than you. And it tells us that um, this field is still developing. I'm still going to say it. Every emergency manager is a humanitarian. If you're not in the business of helping people, then get, get out of my way. Like, that's, that's why I'm here, right? So uh, great call-outs. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you one final question. Your, your, your closing thoughts of what you've learned and kind of what you expect to, to look for in the future um, in this, in your own journey of growth? 
Um, that's a good question. I feel like um, just one huge thing that was a, a, definitely a big takeaway um, from the whole experience, really, of, of working on the podcast in general, and especially these these specific um, episodes that I just kind of put out, um, is that the field of emergency management is filled with really awesome people who will help you, um, you know, if you ask for it. And again, don't ask for it in the middle of an emergency, obviously, take your time. Um, but I, you know, when I was being put in contact with um, all the different people I wanted to interview. Um, I mean, everybody was so generous with their time. Um, was really interesting conversations. Um, they're really helpful. Um, you know, basically everybody has offered, they're like, yeah, you have more questions. Like, you know, they all want to help people. I think because they recognize that bringing more people in and, and more people in the field that want to help people, it's, you know, it's, it's all going to be good ultimately for the communities we serve. Um, you know, uh, so I think, yeah, I was just, I was actually kind of, I mean, I think in general that tends to be that way, but it was just like above and beyond what I even thought it would be um, in terms of, of people being really helpful and, um, you know, being willing to talk to me about kind of the huge list of questions that I had for them. Um, so that was really great. Um, and yeah, I think in, in terms of moving forward, I'm uh, definitely just interested in, um, you know, there's so many people talking to them. They also have a great deal of passion in, in addition to their knowledge. Um, and so that is, I think, really helpful um, kind of on my journey. And, um, yeah, I think it does, um, talking to these different people and, and, um, kind of seeing how these different fields overlap to me, that's actually, I think what I, I've always kind of been interested in that, but I really was kind of seeing, um, you know, where, where emergency management touches other fields, um, and, and how that can be utilized, um, is actually something, uh, that is kind of the, the most interesting thing to me, at least right now that could obviously change. But, mm. um, and so I think I'll probably dive more into that. Um, I think that could be really cool and just, um, you know, learning about how the different fields can work together, learn from each other, all those kinds of things. So, um, I think in terms of my own, um, knowledge, that's, that's probably the direction I'll that's awesome. investigating further in. That's a good mic drop <laughs> moment. Yeah. I think, I think that's the right, right, uh, mindset. I'm, I'm really grateful to have had a lot of experiences outside of emergency management and touch other fields and be like, Oh man, this applies so well to what we're doing. We, we need to, to start uh, aggregating that, including one that, is kind of within the spectrum, but uh, USAR, I've been learning, I've been on this big kick of USAR lately, especially helping out with um, the Miami um, Surfside building collapse and knowing a lot of the people who responded there. And so like, there's just been like this weird, like multi-month like curve, like outside of like my standard MO. And um, I think that's a great call out. So um, what I'm going to tell my listeners is EM student, Franzi Economy, you have another host, Dan Scott. He's also great. We'll have him on here sometime. But, like, we're really grateful that you were able to come on here and talk about that. We're grateful that, uh, you know, uh, you're part of the readiness lab for Doberman. That's really great. But mostly we're grateful for uh, Alice. She is awesome. She pointed you in the right direction. So, very good, Alice. This is the show. We'll probably call this show Alice, and no one will understand. Actually, Alice is a term. <laughs> Alice is an acronym for active shooter training. I don't know if you knew that. So nope. if we call the show Alice, cool. everyone's going to think we're talking about active shooters. But um, it is actually a really great training model. Anyways, um, if you like this episode, if you learned something from Franzi, especially if you're in education or you're learning to, you're trying to like booster your own career, trying to figure out how you can become more capable, EM Student is a great resource for you to check out. So make sure you check out EM Student. 
Like I said, if you like this episode, check that out. Give us a five-star rating and subscribe, which we always love. Share this podcast as much as you want. We would love to hear that too. If you have additional questions, either for Franzi or myself, you can reach out to us in a couple different ways. On LinkedIn, it's Doberman Emergency Management. On Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, kind of, not really. And Instagram, Instagram's our flagship. Uh, check us out at Disaster Tough Podcast. If you want to work with Doberman Emergency Management, if you want to work with an economist named Fran- Franzi, uh, you can send us an email at info at dobermanemg.com, and we'll send you, see you next week.